0: Welcome back to Jake's World, episode 14, right? Yeah, I think. Episode 14 of Jake's World, presented by absolutely nobody, of course. Today is Thursday, May 28th, and I gotta tell you, I had a really shitty day today, and I think a lot of people did too. It's like... I can't shake it today. And everything going on today has a big part, a lot to do with it. And I mean, it was just all day. And like, I'm going to start with me before I get into it because it's probably going to be a pretty negative show. I plan on, you know, hopefully transitioning that into something, if not lighter, if not lighter, at least. You know, neutral or something that can help you or something that's just not negative. So, I mean, I'm going to start with me today. I mean, world's not all about me, of course, but it's like a little petty wars I have going on with life right now. It's just everything. Today was dumb luck, right? So, I drive to work this morning pouring going a walk in the rain lunchtime I'm craving a diesel I I park in the lot closest to the street this is like a big facility I work at like big office it's not like tall spread out I shouldn't say an office I work in the office part the tech center they call it finance departments in there I work at a shipyard there's a lot of workers there And there's like three parking lots. I park at the one closest to the street. Not because I, you know, it's just I like to walk. Walking to the building doesn't bother me so I can at least, you know, get a little bit of exercise. I'm staring at a screen for eight to nine hours a day. So what's wrong with a little bit of exercise? You know, that mentality is okay if it's not pouring. And lunchtime I'm craving a Diet Dew. It's my weakness, my mortal sin, one of them. I have many. But I love Diet Mountain Dew and I wanted one. So I can leave for lunch. Except I walk all the way out to my car in the pouring rain and forget my keys. So I have to walk all the way back. And then I get back to my desk and I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm already wet. I might as well just go out again. Well, that was stupid because now I'm even more wet and I get back and like I wore my coat today even though it wasn't cold. I was like I don't have a raincoat or an umbrella my like fucking Mary Poppins help carries an umbrella all the time. I don't have an umbrella. I should have been Mary Poppins but I've wore my coat at least you know I'll be I'll be sweating but at least it'll keep the water off of my dress shirt now went right through. I was like soaked at my desk for the next hour, hour and a half. And I finally dried off. And it was just stupid. Then I drive an old crappy car. Can't wait to get a new car. Like the wheel wells where your feet go on the bottom or whatever. I'm not sure what you call it. Passenger side floorboard. It's like rusted through. And now there's like water in my car. So it's just like a oh, great day. And then, you know. One of the easiest things to do to kind of get away from the nonsense day you have is, you know, just go on Twitter or scroll through Instagram or just check your phone. Kind of check out for a few minutes. Get away from the mundane nonsense that I or you or anyone else deals with on a day-to-day basis. Just take your mind off of it. And, like, today, you couldn't. That solace or... That was the word I'm really looking for. You know, the saving grace that you kind of, you know, even if it's for 30 seconds or 5 minutes or over your lunch period, whatever. I think You can at least get away from the boring task you're doing or just check out. Too much of that's bad. But today you couldn't even do it. And, of course, it's a good reason why. Like, I shouldn't say it. it's a good thing, but... You get what I mean. There's a good reason why it was pretty miserable out there today. And should be. I love Twitter. Twitter is such a fun place. Today was not. And. It was everywhere. Like I follow. Like I've mentioned a few times before. I follow a lot of the Barstool personalities and. Sometimes their stuff's pretty hit or miss. But, you know, retweets, likes pop up. Not even from people you're following. People you follow, putting their opinions out there, usually irrelevant. But, eh, it was just... That video was tough. It was tough to watch. And... Watching... People respond that way With you know Looting after the fact The next day or whatever was tough too But I mean I did a lot of reflecting on it Before sitting down To talk about this And you know I wasn't in the mood To talk about anything Light and fun Because sometimes You do need to Talk about serious things And even if you don't like it You need to hear it sometimes you know, do two wrongs make a right? No, they don't. But I feel like this is such a bad time to use that as, you know, and and to justify the means. You know, I feel like you saying, yeah, but two wrongs don't make a right is kind of just whoever saying that trying to use a loophole to ignore the fact that the first thing happened. Like, it's not a surprise to anyone. I'm a white person. I don't have to deal with these prejudices and overt, and sometimes prejudices. This was an overt act of racism. I don't have to deal with that. I don't get profiled by police or judged if I'm at the wrong place or the wrong time. I'm given the benefit of the doubt. A lot of people aren't. And it's a shame that it had to come to another act of violence in response to the first one. Now, do I think that people going into Target, starting it on fire, and stealing everything in the store is really going to help justice in the long run? No. No. No, I do not. I think that's going to exacerbate the problem. But I get it. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking about on and off this afternoon. Because, I mean, it's not like this was weighing heavy on my conscience. Because, I mean, it's not, it didn't personally affect me. But, like, you think about it. The misery was just kind of in the air for me today. It just, I don't know, I couldn't shake it. But I was thinking about it a little bit. And it made sense. Why would you trust our justice system to solve a problem that has it's failed us? Why wouldn't you resort to something else? Because what do you have to lose? Right? Like these instances happen often. Very often. I mean and a lot of times the ones that happen more often are the ones we don't always hear about. Because I mean I do not want to generalize by any stretch of the imagination or assume things. But I feel like sometimes the circumstances favor the perpetrators, the police in this instance. I feel like sometimes the circumstances dictate how people hear about it or how it gets covered or how public it becomes. If an act like this were to happen and he was, you know, I'm saying he or she, whoever was armed and being violent, of course, that's going to have different connotations, even though those same underlying racial themes might be there. And this one was tough. Like, people on the streets were, like, telling this police officer, come on, enough's enough. And he just seemed like he knew what he was doing, yet he continued to treat another human being that way as he's screaming, like, I can't breathe. Let me breathe. And then he ends up dying. Like to hate another person that much for no real reason. I can't wrap my head around that. Most people can't. And that's why there's outrage. And. It's just. It's sad to see that. Our justice system has become so flawed. Where things like this. Continue to happen every day. Like when's the. When's the line gonna be drawn? When's enough gonna be enough? And how many more people need to get hurt, even not even die? How many people are gonna have to get hurt or inconvenienced because because uh, people that are sworn to protect and uphold the law don't follow those oaths? When's enough? Gonna? When is it going to be enough? When is it going to stop? Now, I'm a history major, right? You might see where I'm going with this, but I'm not going there, I promise. Acts of hatred towards other groups of people, other ethnic groups, have been prevalent for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years started in ancient Egypt. Egyptians captured Jewish slaves and they lived in northern Egypt for dozens and dozens of years. Until they were freed in about 500 years before Christ. Or time of Christian era, be politically correct. That's one act of many. Romans persecuted Jews, and Jews are Jewish people are the ones who've constantly been you know, portrayed in this light. It's just the American one gets such a bad rap because it is so obviously systemically a part of our culture. It's ingrained in us. It's so cutthroat. I don't like that as a defense. Oh, it's been around for thousands of years. Yeah, that it's o- only valid when you're trying to say only America has these problems because there's a problem everywhere. But the severity and the openness and the, the severity of it, I think I might have even said that already, it, that's what makes it so bad. It's so intentional, it seems like. It's just at the end of the day, something's got to be done. And firing these police officers isn't enough. They need to go away for a long time, all of them, not just the guy who did it, the guy in his squad car with him, the two other guys. They are sworn to protect and uphold the law, too. Protect and defend. Not your partner, the law. You could even go so far as to say the people that were filming this could have done something. There's a good Samaritan law. What, is this cop going to shoot down a street of people? I mean, I'm not trying to put blame anywhere besides him but I'm just saying like what needs to, what has to happen until the people we vote for and the people who are elected to do this job to help when are they going to buck up when's the buck going to stop when are they going to be accountable for the people they represent when are they going to make a change those are the serious questions that we as a society need to start asking we get caught up in our stuff so much in our own lives work social life, boyfriend, girlfriend, money, your car, sports, what you're eating for dinner that night. We get caught up in our lives so much, and a lot of times, these things get swept under the rug. We're all home now. How could you not see this? Plus, it's the worst one I've ever seen. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was from Georgia. He was gunned down too and then conservatives get all whoa whoa this, this guy robbed a like corner store three years ago and it's just uh, Twitter's a breeding ground for stupidity and trolling and you know ignorance in their opinions and I saw a lot of that today but I don't think. I don't know. I'm just so kind of lost for words with it all because it's sad. It's really sad to see someone else treat another human being that way for no reason. Like, this was a traffic stop. The guy was suspected of potentially being a robber or something at the very worst. That's one of the headlines I saw, and who even knows what happened. And then just that guy, that like police officer kneeling on his neck. Oh man, like, come on. Dude, you're on camera. Don't you see your life flashing before your eyes? Even if you are a racist asshole. Think a minute. Like, oh, is this really worth all the bad publicity I'm going to get after this? Is it worth going to prison for a long, long time? Is it worth being sued? I mean, civil suits like this. It's a chunk of change. You're going to lose a lot. Is it really worth it? The guy had like 10 minutes to think about it too. With everyone on the street saying, come on, stop it. And he wouldn't do it. Like, what possesses you to be like this? And this isn't the first time. How about all the instances we haven't heard about? Like, enough's enough. Something needs to change. And it starts... With us, like, we need to demand that these people be held accountable. Now, is looting your target going to help that? Probably not. I'm not saying that I'm condemning that. You're pissed off, and I'd be pissed off too. It irritates me, but I have no reason to go loot a store or protest. And there's a lot of hypocrisy this argument people were protesting protesting, excuse me, the use of masks a couple of weeks ago and no violence escalated there. The police seemed fine, but when things like that happen in the African American community it's always a different story and it shouldn't be like that. And I can't even speak to you from experience, but I learned about it. Uh, My senior year, like I said, like a million times on this show, I'm a finance and history double major, and I had to write my senior seminar paper, like 25, 30 pages. I chose to write it. I had to do it in the African-American civil rights movement. I know what happened. I know what happened. There were two movements in the greater civil rights movement, the freedom struggle. Civil rights struggle, so it's technically called. It's a nonviolent movement, a grassroots movement that started mostly in the deep South, led by Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, and people of those nature. It was very big in Alabama and Georgia and Mississippi. And then in the North, in the urban cities, and out west in California, Oakland, San Francisco, there's a different movement: the armed, militant movement not violent it's not violence it's armed self-defense led by a variety of people Malcolm X Elijah Muhammad members of the Black Panther Party um, Stokely Carmichael there are a ton of guys that were in and out of this movement for you know Malcolm X was the face of the movement for 15 years And it was successful, and it addressed a lot of things that the Southern Civil Rights Movement didn't. But at the end of the day, Malcolm X, even the most vocal leader of an armed militant movement, resorted to peace at the end. Gandhi did the same thing. And all these people have their own flaws, too. I'm not saying they're perfect. But what I'm saying is, we need to find a way to do this without violence. That's where I do agree with the two wrongs don't make a right. It's not the action, you know, not justifying the end. It's, you know, it's not looting being too extreme for the needless murder of a unarmed black civilian. There should be hell to pay. But I'm just saying that we're not going to get anywhere. When violence is the next thing. We need to be able to solve these problems. Without resorting to violence. And that's not on the people. Perpetrating the violence. It's on the people. Who are in charge. Who need to realize. Hey there is a problem here. We have a flaw. In our justice system. Our police officers. Aren't adequately trained. You see this in. Crime-infested cities like Chicago. Chicago stands out because it's a jungle in the summertime. There's like hundreds of shootings in a summer. I remember, uh, I think it was the summer of my freshman going into sophomore year or sophomore going into junior year. There was like, I want to say it was like 2,000 shooting incidences in a summer. I mean, that might not be true. Someone who lives in Chicago would be able to fact check that. But it was absurd. It was off the charts. Like, how does that happen? Crimes are disproportionately committed not because of the color of their skin. It's because of their circumstances that they live in. And that's not a now problem. This was a problem that began post-civil rights movement. The crack crack epidemic became a problem because of where these minority groups lived. Where these people, like, it's just, there's a reason why suburbs are mostly white. There's a reason why most of those problems aren't there. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, all black people are innocent of these crimes. I mean, that's a problem we run into, too, is we try to give an entire group of people a free pass. And that's not the case. But just owning up to the things we did wrong, honestly, as a a white person, as a white people, just we need to stop this. We need to fix it. And that's hard. I mean, just, you know, paying money isn't going to do it. We need a serious change in our culture. We need to become colorblind in the sense that we don't care where you're from or what you look like or what color your skin is. We're all the same underneath. We're all the same. And we got to do something about it. And the really sad thing is it's like everything that, you know, is important in in the civic sense within our government or our laws or communities. It always starts with one person. Voting. Change starts with you. Well this doesn't. Because 99% of the people don't want this. Hey, that's probably not an accurate statistic. But 99% of the people I know don't want this. I'd be willing to say that most people don't want this. We don't need these things happening every day in our lives. And this, this angers most people. But we can start by holding these four people accountable. Don't kick, don't fire them and leave it at that. That's not enough. Don't cut their pension and fire them because that's not enough. Don't shame them publicly and make them disappear after firing them and taking away their pension because that's not enough. They need to go away for a long time. And that trend needs to start. And then we work on the next thing. The next thing. We need to remove these acts of violence. They're not necessary. They're just not. Because there's no basis in which to do it. That's where I'm going to leave that. Not going to go into... I mean, I can't wait until, you know, the news spins us into gun control because that's not going to work either because then people are going to be stabbing each other and beating each other with nightclubs and finding any array an assortment of weapons to do the same crimes with. That's not going to solve anything. We need to have competent police officers and we need to have a Justice Department and police structured. police, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you watch The Wire, Jake, come on. Like, the, the entire department, you know, from the deputy, all the lieutenants, all that, they need, they need to hold their police officers accountable when these things happen. And it's not a slap on the wrist, you lose your job, and everything else. They need to go away for a long time. That's how our Justice Department is supposed to work. And, you know... Be, I was talking about this with my dad earlier, too. And I said, like, you don't want to wish ill-being on to another human being. Because that totally defeats the purpose, right? We want to be better people. We want to grow as people. But that police officer who did that should have to go through the exact same procedure, the shame... The animosity, the anxiety, the entire process should be the same. If he's detained and beat up in prison, fine. If I did that, he would be, or you, I would be. If I committed some other heinous crime, the prisons have a weird sort of vigilante justice in sorting out the scummy criminals compared to the other ones. Jeffrey Dahmer was beat with a muff bucket in prison. He was a disgusting necrophiliac. He ate 13 boys after he raped them. Now I'm not saying that this is anywhere near that magnitude. Like it's bad, they're both bad. But what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be extreme for consequences to happen behind bars because these institutions have their own little pecking orders. That's a fact that's not just generalizing, that's true, it happens it's not just movies or TV, it really happens if you or me were to do that we would have to face those consequences and he should do it too he should be detained, arrested arrested, detained, held and arraigned like everyone else no police protection he should do it like a normal citizen until that happens all the time and there's no police protection from top or you know political police officers like the deputy and the de- the detail heads and you know sector commanders whatever we need to remove the politics from the job because they do damage control they try to you know make this look less messy and Try to cover up things and make it look better. Because cops respect each other. And they should respect each other. But sometimes you can't take the fall for someone else. Sometimes you got to let them sort out these things on their own. And this is one of those times. This problem won't go away until justice is served. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So, That rant was a little long winded. But I think it needed to be said we have problems and we got to fix these problems so now hopefully this i'll end it with something a little lighter i mean i was gonna do that dumb caller daddy thing but i'll do mommy mondays I'll, I'll try that i'll try to listen to an episode or two over the weekend and talk about how ridiculous it is was gonna I'm I've got a few other segments I'm thinking about too for the future and a couple potential interviews, things like that. I plan on getting to that and I need to do a much better job of like structuring these things and you know, planning a little better. So bear with me. I mean I'm learning too. I've been doing this for like a month now, so like I said, bear with me. But this last little snippet I wanna do here is just about finding an escape from all this. 2020 has probably been the worst year of my life. For me personally and for probably a lot of you. Tough breakup. Tough job. Miser- I was miserable at my job. First the insurance job I was fucking miserable. Um, anxiety, depression. Not like, you know, clinical. It was just with circumstances it felt like i had nowhere to turn it's important cuz some you always have somewhere to go so like i never thought about doing anything drastic but it feels like it's easy sometimes and i understand why it happens but that those two things finally muscle up the courage to quit the job coronavirus stay home Bad hospital job, valet job, didn't pay enough. Painting, paid much better, not happy doing it. Finally say, fuck it, start doing this to make me a little happy. This is like therapy for me, almost. I'm talking to myself, but I feel like I'm talking to an audience, and that's really cool. It's very therapeutic, it's very helpful. And things started turning around. You just gotta plug with it sometimes. But all the way through that, I had to do things that made me feel better. Turning off your phone is probably the easiest thing you can do. There's a reason why Apple iPhones, I've never had a Samsung and I never will get an iPhone or goat. There's a reason why they have that little swipe down thing with a moon on it. It means do not disturb. You should try it. I have an Apple Watch too. When I record the podcast even. I have do not disturb on that way. I can kind of stay locked in. If I need to pause it for something. I don't check my phone. Unless I absolutely need to. But then I don't talk to anyone. I just look at what I need to look at. And go back to it. I stay focused. Don't check your phone all the time. If you're. You don't need it just if you're in a business meeting at work. Do it for 30 minutes when you're eating dinner or talking to your family or just sitting there. turn Get rid of it for an hour. Even an hour a day helps because you'll find that you get bored by just sitting there, not playing on your phone, doing nothing. And some people are into that. They do yoga and they meditate. They just sit there and they become one with the universe. And it's really good for you. But most people can't do that. They get bored. Their brain starts like, I don't know what to do next. I got to do something. I got to do something. Grab a phone. You don't need to do that. You'll, if you're disciplined enough with, you know, just checking out for an hour, you'll do something productive. You'll read a book. You'll go for a walk. I'd say listen to music, but you can't do it on your phone. It's just, you need to find an escape. Being with your friends, too, is huge. But that was so hard with the stay-at-home order. And I think that entire scenario helped me discover that our society has a big problem. When it comes to personal growth and healing and, you know, moving on from things. Distractions and growth are not the same things. Or I should rephrase that. Distractions and reflections often look the same but they're not the same two people can heal at different rates because of the things not even heal grow because of the things they do to reciprocate that to facilitate that if you have someone who just hangs out with their friends 24/7s when they're feeling 24/7 when they're feeling down they just distract themselves, nothing changes The same person's there, there's no growth happening They just forget about it and then they feel better And then when they go back to You know, something else happens in their life Or they're finally alone, they feel like shit again You reflecting it and embracing whatever is making you feel upset And thinking about it and churning it over and over is going to help you realize what you need to do to make that change and mustering up a decision, it just becomes, you know, gathering the strength to make a decision. Growing is not supposed to be easy. Change is not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be a little unsettling. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's supposed to make you a little nervous. It means it's working. I got really distracted from when I was trying to say good things. Oh, how else can you just distract yourself from the misery? Exercise. Exercise is great. That's what everyone says. But when you're feeling down because of the things like this, like coronavirus, today, today I felt like this. Our president is going after social media companies for... um, censoring certain sides of a story, which he's right. Those big social media companies, even news networks, are typically left-leaning, and Trump is very not that. He's right about that. But how are you going to enforce that? They can censor whatever they want. I mean, it's a private company. And you sign terms and conditions, and they flag things. I'm not saying it's right, That they do that. He has a point. But like, you have so many other things to do right now. I know he's got an election to think about. And I would not want to be the president of the United States. And everyone who's in his Twitter comments all the time. Complaining at him is an idiot. Because they have no idea how to run a country. They don't even know how to balance their checkbook. Oh, I don't have a checkbook. Exactly. They have online banking. Because you can't balance your checkbook. Shut up. Leave the president alone. I know he's dumb. He's great for content. He's a moron. He's a dummy. He's a fraud. Whatever you want to call him, I don't care. It's just worry about yourself. Just distract yourself from the news and don't distract yourself in other ways. Right? There's a time for busy time, for fun with your friends. For social media, playing video games, things like that. And there is ta- there are times where you need to tune out everything and really look at yourself. I don't know when I became a philosophizer. <laughs> White Goodman. <laughs> Good character. I don't know when I became so in tune with that part of my thinking. It's kind of weird. It's kind of cheesy, if you ask me. And I'm by no means an expert on the subject, but... like. You can't run away from everything. Running away doesn't help. It gives you and the other people around you the illusion that you look better, that you're better, but you're not. Now I'm just saying this from personal experience because distracting yourself only works so long. So kind of got a little concluded at the little not concluded. Got a little confusing at the end there, but yeah, whatever. That's okay. Hopefully you can take some notes from that, the ten minutes. Sorry I ranted on over, you know, thirty minutes about that, but I feel like that needed to be said. And I am in no position to really give advice on that. But I feel like, you know, even if it's a few people that listen to me do this, I'm doing it. I'm using my voice. I can tell a story or give advice or say something that's on my mind. And if it affects people, it's doing its job. And, like, imagine what Joe Rogan and those people that get hundreds of thousands of listens every episode they put out. Imagine the kind of change they could make if they took a stand and made a good message. A lot of them do. It's good. They're using their platform wisely. It starts at the bottom. For this. Not for what I said earlier. And that's a wrap for episode 14, so... Like usual, rate, review, subscribe. You can follow me at jakesawinski8, J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I-8. Like I said, on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Please, 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 rate, review, subscribe. On Apple Podcasts, you can listen to this. Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, Spotify. If there's any other platform you use to stream podcasts, listen to podcasts, let me know I will work on fixing that like I said love to grow this viewership I'm still not doing a great enough job of promoting it but you can help me promote that too so I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday it's almost June already, holy crap does time fly where does it go commence suck down tomorrow for Friday beers, well it's tomorrow for me Commend suckdown down for you guys today Friday, Friday beers, beers only no claws, no liquor oh and most importantly no more being divisive we need to unite, do things together not separate not divided have a good weekend, boys God. to know